This former sponsored athlete and gym owner suffered through personal struggles before becoming a skilled financial advisor to entrepreneurs, perhaps like yourself. But more interestingly, her and I back in the day used to be two of the biggest Zumba fitness influencers in the space. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. I've got somebody from the opposite side of the country here, Amanda, who's actually not a, a seller necessarily, but we're, we're going to get into her, her whole story a little bit. But Amanda, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you, Bradley, for having me. But I'm not a seller yet. I have been dating. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Amanda, you know, this is not the first time you know we are meeting for those uh, out there who know some of my backstory, how I used to be a, a Zumba fitness instructor. So Amanda is kind of like my sister from another mister from way back in the day. You know, We started around similar times, like 11, 12 years ago, teaching Zumba. And we were kind of like the male and female versions of each other. Like I had my crazy socks that I would wear and she had her crazy tutus uh, everywhere, right? And and yeah, it's hard to believe it's been like 11, 12 years. I know, tutus and event. wigs and crazy socks and just doing crazy things. Like it was just living living the best life. <laughs> living our best life. I would travel out there to, to where she was in Yuma, do master classes and she would come out to California, do master classes and we'd go to the Zumba convention and and then, you know, here I am, you know, checking out my my Facebook feed, you know, the other day, which still mainly it's kind of now about 30 percent uh, Amazon people, but still like 70 percent Zumba is from my from my previous life there. But uh, I just, you know, hit your profile and was just uh, stalking you for a little bit. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, she's she's talking about you know, being an entrepreneur and she's working with entrepreneurs, nothing about Amazon or anything on there. So I was like, let me uh slide into the DMs here and, and just see if there's something that, you know, I, I'm just curious about. What, what you do. But before we get into that, I want to go back to the things that I don't know about you, which is like even before we met 12 years ago, all right, which, which of course you were only, um, you know, 18 years old uh, at the time since, since you're yeah, of course under, under 30 years old as I am. <laughs> sure. But anyways, um, let's go back even farther. So you were, let's just say eight, nine, 10, where were you growing up? Were you in Arizona or Oklahoma? I forgot. Um, where was it? Oh man. Okay. So my my entire life i traveled so much so it, okay. it was like arkansas oklahoma colorado arizona so every single year growing up i moved wow. so it, it wasn't so just wherever you were that at that young age did you have a vision of what what you wanted to be when you grew up you know what it's funny though you asked me that because i have done a lot of reflecting and trying to figure out you know what what got me to here and mm -hmm. at a very young age, I knew that I was going to do something different and special and I was going to make a big impact. And for some reason back then, I was like, I'm just going to be famous because that's what famous people do. You know, famous people, you know, everybody knows who they are. So I used to, you know, in school, people were like, what are you going to do? I'm going to be famous. <laughs> Hey, I like it. You, you, you hit that with the, with the Zumba fame and, and other things uh, too. So you want to be famous. Hey, that sounds like, you know, the most boring thing. So sometimes I've had some people on here and I'm sorry for those people who I'm calling out, but 
they were like, I was like, I asked the same question. They're like, I wanted to be an accountant. I'm like, oh my goodness, what kind of eight, nine-year-old wants no. to be an accountant when they grow up? Who Anyways. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be an astronaut or something. That's what I want to hear. Anyway, so you went to high school and then graduated. Did you did you go into college uh, after high school at all? A little bit. Um, a fun fact is I actually went to five different high schools and I didn't even go to my graduation because I felt like there's no need to, to go. <laughs> um, and right after that, I went right into CNA school. I became a nurse assistant, started working nights, um, started going to school to get my LPN. Um, and so I was going into the nursing direction because I didn't know where to go, what to do. I was just following you know, what was being thrown at me at that point. And that was in Oklahoma. So I, I was working nights, going to yeah. school during the day. Uh, my parents left me in Oklahoma and they moved back to Arizona. And I was kind of on my own uh, for a little while. I was 18 years old, just trying to figure out life and what to do. Okay. All right. I mean, a lot of people, I think, are in a similar boat, you know, when they get out of high school and just, you know, maybe take some kind of courses in college, but they really don't know the directions. They just kind of go with the flow. Now, now, you know, later on, I know you became like this supermodel, you know, kind of in the, in the fitness world and in the bodybuilding and, and winning, winning thing. Like how, how did that whole thing happen? Were you always like into fitness and things when you were, um, when you were younger or did is that just something that, that kind of happened? Mm, I was always competitive. I would always be in a sport. That was just something that I did in high school since I was so shy. I mean, even though I was like, I had this idea I want to be famous, whatever. I was the most shy girl ever. But my outlet was either dancing on the stage in dance class or sports. So every time I moved, the first thing I would do is either find a gym, find a dance class, or, you know, find a sport. And right after high school, you know, most people who have played sports in high school, you still have that competitive, you know, athletic thing that you want to do. But then it's like, well, if you're not playing sports in college, what do you do? And I had moved back to Arizona at this point. I was working as a front desk person greeter at a gym, um, 18 years old still. I mean, after I got my CNA, you know, did you were 18 years old for a while, it, it yeah. seems. So what was, okay. you, you, you got your CNA and then yeah. you're in Oklahoma, your parents left yeah. you, now you're back in Arizona and you're working and somehow you're still 18. One whole year, my 18 year old moment. It was, that was like a busy three, year. <laughs> I lived three lives. Yeah. I went back and forth from Arizona to Oklahoma a few times. I remember driving my Geo Metro <laughs> with a piano in the back and all of my belongings all the way through 24 hours straight to Arizona. So, so yeah, I, I lived like three lives, my 18 year, 12 months. It was crazy. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then you've been, you know, working front desk at a gym and then is that how you like really started getting into the, the, the fitness world or what happened yeah, there? You know, I, I had a few people tell me, they're like, well, you know, why, why don't you try like that Miss Fitness America stuff? Like you're so athletic and, and you still want to compete. Like, why don't you try that? And I was like, oh, I never thought about it. So I started training and I was trying to, you know, figure out how, how this all worked. So I ended up not competing because I started having babies. And after my first baby, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to start training again. So I started training again. And by this time, I think I was like 22 
yeah, I must've been 22 and I ended up getting pregnant again. And I was like, I, I still wasn't competing. And so I, I made a, a promise to myself. I was like, okay, I'm going to compete after this next baby and I'm going to do it as fast as possible. So I competed my very first competition three months after I had my second child and I just started to kill uh-huh. it. Like it was, I was winning and then every competition I did, like they just wanted me to come back. It was fun. I was winning trophies, first place here, Miss Fitness Arizona. Um, so that's really what kind of catapulted me into starting my first business uh, was the gym business because since I, you know, was getting all of this attention um, in the fitness world, people wanted me to train them. And so that's whenever I opened up my first gym, quit my job, opened up my very first business. Okay. So now, you know, you're, 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 you're running your own gym, you're doing training, you're, you're doubling as a Zumba instructor for years, et cetera. And, and pretty much kind of like fitness and, and exercise was your main income, you know, whether it's from the gym or these other things, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now what changed, you know, since the time that we kind of lost contact where now you're kind of more into the uh, business world. So, so what brought you to this field that we're going to be talking about, which I think actually, you know, uh, is important for Amazon sellers to be thinking about, but, but like that, that's kind of a drastic, that, that's kind of like me, you know, in the past going from sumo wrestling to Zumba or, or going from uh, Zumba to, you know, now Amazon, but mm-hmm. you had just as much of a dramatic transformation too. So, so yeah. how did that come about? Well, you know that we all have defining moments in our life. And, and I think that this was a very defining moment that I went through. Um, was through the gym, having the kids, I was married, I ended up going through a really bad divorce and I was homeless and I had like all the shame sharing this information with anyone around me because I was so embarrassed. I was humiliated that I had built, you know, this business. I, you know, let it go with over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Um, at this point I had no credit. I didn't have any money. I had nothing. So that was one of those moments where it, it kind of shook me up to the point where like, I got to kind of get this money thing together. And I was like, I need to find some solutions. And what's funny in this thing called life is anytime you're looking for something, you're going to find it. And that's exactly what happened to me. Somebody sat down, you know, got my financial house in order. Even though I had a CPA, I had a financial planner, I had all of these things in my, my bucket. Nobody showed me what I learned at this very moment and it shocked me because I was like, everybody needs to know how to do this. Everybody needs to know how to protect their money. Everybody needs to know how to protect their family, their business, everything. And so I was on fire at that point. I was like, I'm going to make sure my employees and the people I care about and I love know about these things. Um, so that became my second business. I like that. And that's kind of like what what made me, you know, think, I, I forgot what it was, but you had asked me a question like, Hey, what, what do Amazon sellers and, and people do, you know, to, to protect themselves? You know, they're not, you know, quote unquote, working for the man and they don't have their 401k and, and their dental insurance and their vision and their retirement and, and this and that. And, and I'm like, that's a, that's a great question. You know, the last few years I've been working for companies, you know, corporations, and, and I didn't think I would work for the man again, but but, uh, you know, back in the day, it wasn't too difficult to get your own insurance. There was these like websites I would use, like it was like lowermybills.com or something like that. That's not even around anymore. And I could just get insurance for, for my family, you know, even though I, I didn't have a, a nine to five job, but, but nowadays, you know, things, things are different. It's a little bit harder to, to get insurance. I'm like, 
that, that's a great question. I, I want to have this conversation because, you know, a lot of people do come from the, the corporate world or other companies and, and then they get into Amazon and, and the goal is, you know, eventually they want to get to a place where, Hey, I am going to quit my job and, and I want to be my own boss and, and run my own things. But still, you know, a lot of people don't, don't know how to, how to deal with these kind of important matters because it was all kind of taken care of by their HR department at whatever company they worked at, or, Hey, here's, here's your employee packet. Here's all you need to do. We're going to have a demonstration for you. And now all of a sudden they're in this world where it's like, Oh, it's a law. I have to have my own medical insurance. I know I need a dentist. Like, how do I do this stuff? So, uh, that, that's what I wanted to talk about today is, is kind of like, you know, even though you don't have experience with Amazon sellers yet, tell me about the, the kind of people that you have been helping with this. Like what, what kind of, what kind of entrepreneurs or, or professionals are your main clientele right now? Yeah. Well, I mean, it comes down to anybody who's on a 1099, um, you know, athletes, you know, independent contractors, business owners, people even have, you know, side hustles. And, and one of the things that I would mention is that, you know, like you said, it's, it's something that the HR takes care of. So it's out of sight, out of mind. People don't understand what they have. They don't know what they have. And the people who don't have anything or even wanting to make that transition from, you know, their job into a full-time business owner, the most important thing that they can do is learn now and not wait. Because one of the things that we, we get caught up in our mind is I'll worry about it when I get there, or I'll start investing or saving when I have money. And that's not how it works. It's kind of like saying, I'm going to start selling on Amazon when I have the very first, you know, perfect product. And it's like, well, there's steps and there's like an evolution of the growth. And, and that's the same thing when it comes to, you know, our, our health insurance, our life insurance, our investments, our, you know, disability, like whatever that protection looks like, you, you don't necessarily need you know, a whole bunch of money to start investing in your future. Yeah. You just need to know what can you do now? And then as you're growing and evolving now, what else can you do? Okay. Yeah. I mean, and it's something that's important because if 2020 has taught anybody, anything is, is that you never know what's going to happen in, in the world and, and what disease is going to come up or people can, can lose their, their livelihood or whatever. It, you got to be prepared for, for different things. And, and so, so just, just run me through a little bit, like what, as you started getting into this field, you know, and started learning about it, what were some of the, the obstacles and, and problems that the, uh, the entrepreneurs and the professionals that, that didn't work for the quote unquote man, you know, what were they looking for? What solutions were they looking for? And, and I'm sure whatever you say, there might be some Amazon sellers who are listening who could say, you know what, that's exactly me. So, so what were some of those things? Yeah. Well, one of the things that became very important was thinking about, well, I don't have anything saved. So if something happens to me or my family, we have nothing. So it was more so of, you know, and, and, and even entrepreneurs and business minded people, they think no matter what, we can always make more money. Because once you learn how to build a business, you, you'll always be able to make money. But at the same time, it was more so of if something happens, we're not prepared. What I don't know what my options are. You know, so so that was the main concern was where's the money going to come from? How can I make sure that I can put food on the table? Okay, and I think a lot of people can can relate to that. I mean, for many people, the Amazon was one of the few kind of incomes that that wasn't really negatively impacted by by coronavirus because 
if anything, sales went up, you know. However, there were still Amazon sellers out there who were uh, dealing with their main thing was like, let's say, neck pillows for airplanes or something. I mean, imagine that market, what happened to it, you know, in the, from March to, to July or something, probably went to zero. I think one of the things that, you know, we see a lot now, too, is it might not even be the business side. Like business could be fine. But what if you wake up tomorrow and an accident happens and you can't run your business or you're in the hospital for three months, you have, you got COVID, you know, what, now what, you know, where's the money exactly. going to come from? And, and we see the GoFundMe accounts all the time. You know, that's, that's something that we see more and more of. So if, if somebody were to sit down and figure out there's actually options to prevent those things, why wouldn't every single person know that they're, is a very simple solution. I 100% agree. Now, a lot of people out there, they're not in this boat yet, you know? So I'm assuming that people who are full-time Amazon, maybe they figured something else out. Maybe they were wish, man, I wish I would've heard this podcast like two years ago, I would've known what to do, but you know, I kind of got it under control now. But for, for those people who are Amazon sellers, they, they're not making enough yet to, to be on their own. They, they still are getting benefits, let's just say, from, from their current work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind, because if I'm not mistaken, it's the law now, you have to have medical insurance, you know, whether it's from your work or whether you have it, you know, yourself. I know it varies on people's medical condition, your age and the size of your family. Let's just say I'm, I'm, you know, 28 years old and I've been working for, for five years at at an accounting firm. And now I'm making some pretty decent money on Amazon. So I'm going to go full-time Amazon and I'm going to lose my benefits. Let's just say I'm married. I have one kid like if I need to go, you know, through you or, or on my own to get medical insurance at, at least minimum baseline of, of what's required, mm-hmm. like what what would that set me back um, mm-hmm. in a month? Yeah, and, and that's why it's so important to do the homework, you know, because it's going to be different for everybody. You know, how much is that going to set you back? Well, think about a medical bill or, you know, a bill that comes up unexpected, that can set you back. You know, your entire savings could go away, you know, just because of that. I'm just curious as like what the range is, you know, like what's the cheapest you like if, uh, if I'm 25 years old and in perfect health and no pre-existing conditions and single and, and I don't know, own my house. If, if, if that makes a difference, like what, what, what's still what I would have to budget for, because I think this also is important when, when somebody knows when they can afford to quit their day job because they might think they, oh yeah, I'm grossing 150 K on Amazon and my profit is, is about 40 K. Hey, my current salary is 40 K at my job. So you know what? That that's my like limit when I know I can afford it. But what they don't realize is, Hey, their, their, their employer is paying 75% of their medical insurance or whatever it's called premium. Right. And, and so they're only paying $250 a, a month, but when they do it on their own, now they have to pay a thousand dollars a month. And, and these are the kind of things that maybe they're not like thinking about. So and, and that's I mean, why it's case by case. I mean, I, I can't give a range of numbers, but it's case by case and have to do the homework, have to sit down and go through. I mean, it's a lengthy questionnaire. Yeah, it does take some time, um, but it's case by case. But we're not talking like there's not, I mean, people need to understand it's not like $50 a month or, or something oh, like no, that. No, I mean, no. but yeah, I mean, there, yeah, okay. there could be options too. Like there could be, you know, if, if you just need some protection and you're worried about like if you get in a car accident and you can't work you know, where's the money going to come from? Yeah, you could have like a 20 to $50 a month policy to help cover those emergencies. Huh. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. And then would you recommend what, what's that thing called where like 
you have a grace period after you leave your work, like Cobra or something something like that, like is it usually best to just go into your own plan right away or to, to pay those exorbitant amounts that you pay to keep your one from your business or from your comp your old companies to work for going for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And, and once again, that is something that needs to be discussed before you even get there because there, you need to figure out, you know, how much is that going to cost to keep that insurance? Sometimes that is so outrageous that it's, you can't afford it. Um, so yeah, in my experience, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it just depends, you know, every, Every job is different. It sounds like it's important that, hey, guys, don't take this plunge of leaving your company and then try and figure this out. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, even if you're doing it day one, the first day that you're a free, free man or woman, this is something that you should be planning in advance because until you run these numbers, you're not even going to know at what point it's going to be doable for you to, to be working on your own. It's just due diligence. It's, it's one of those things that we, we put off because we think, oh, well, it's that Monday mentality. I'll get to it on Monday. I'll do it Monday or I'll do it later. I'll do it whenever, you know, it hits me in the face and I have to do it. It's like, no, this is one of those things that you need to do now. Make it a priority to figure out it, it because it gives you a target. It gives you an idea of what do I need to do to get there? And then sometimes you even get there faster because it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Now, well, you know, I, I, I asked the question that I think is probably at the top of mind for people because the number one thing that people are concerned about is, is medical insurance. But, um, you know, you work with, you know, very wealthy professionals and even like MMA athletes and things, which sometimes to me kind of like kind of mirrors what an Amazon, a successful Amazon seller could be. Because, yeah, you could have absolutely have an Amazon seller who, you know, who's who's made, who's grossing, you know, millions of dollars a year. So for that typical person who who I, I'm just assuming their first concern might be medical insurance, too, for some of them. But what would be the second thing that that they're they're needing like guidance on? You know, like, is it life insurance? Is it something simple like dental? Is it uh, investments or 401k, whatever? What's the second thing to medical insurance? Okay, get ready for it. It starts with a T. <laughs> um, T, T. I have no idea. I I, I have a T cup right here. What did you say? Taxes. Ta ah, taxes, oh, of course. Taxes. So yes, I see. I, I don't even think about that in this, <laughs> in this kind of like setting, but absolutely. That is something that in the past you're working for a company, you get your W, whatever it is. And then you, it, like, it's all done for you. It's right there. And, and you had already had it withheld and sometimes you even get money back. But that's not the situation uh, uh, when you're a solopreneur. No, no, no. And here's the fun thing. This is my most, the funnest part about being a business owner and knowing where to put your money is you can save so much in taxes if you know where to put your money. And it's just a matter of knowing and understanding where can you put your money and spend the less. In taxes so that's why you know sometimes we hear the rich get richer it's like well because if you know where to put your money and you're using you know several different types and you can start diversifying where you put your money then that's when it becomes fun uh, I, I don't know if you, you, you can combine taxes and fun in, in, in the same sentence but but, but you've done it so <laughs> when you're saving them <laughs> when you're yeah I, I guess so I guess so <laughs> But yeah. uh, that's a that's a great that's a great point because that is also uncharted waters for many people who come from the corporate world or or you know whatever whatever you know more structured kind of form of employment that they're coming from. It's one of those things that you don't have to put too much 
you know, thought into because everything's kind of done for you. But, but okay, that makes sense. Well, what's the third thing then after taxes? After taxes is lifetime streams of income. <laughs> That's what Amazon's all about. Out of money. <laughs> but I'm assuming you mean something even in addition to Amazon. Yes. There's other ways that you can get these lifetime streams of income. Yes. You know, I, I call it like a 401k on steroids. Um, you know, there, there's a way that, you know, as business owners, and this was something that was important to me as well as thinking about, hey, I want to be able to have some money coming in from my businesses, but then also have a guaranteed stream of income that's going to last me a lifetime. So no matter what happens, I know that I will have something very similar to a pension. And it's not one of those things that, you know, is taxable either. So I have a tax-free income that's going to produce guaranteed income for me for the rest of my life. And so like, what, what's an example of, I mean, you don't have to say somebody's name or you don't have to say what they do, but just say, hey, I had this one client and they were doing this and so this is what they got into and this is basically what it's gonna mean for them mm -hmm. years from now. Yeah, well, there's so many stories I would love to share, um, but you know, there there is one particular client who, um, you know, it, it's been a, a help you know, on so many levels because we were able to combine so many of these things that we're talking about today to make sure that not only do they have, you know, the protection and like the life insurance, their business owner, you know, as well, but being able to have a peace of mind, knowing that this particular family, this individual is only putting away because they started a lot younger. You know, sometimes we, we don't have our head screwed on right when we're younger. Um, but being able to only put away, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month, which is not a lot, you know, and to be able to guarantee that this particular individual will have over fifty to sixty thousand dollars of tax-free income for the rest of their life and thirty years from now. So, so that I mean, and and being able to you know have access to this money and not have to worry about you know what age they have access to it either. It's like if they decide to, you know, pull out some money, capital, what, I mean, what do people need in business too? You know, this particular individual wants to open up a coffee shop one day and, you know, how do we get money to open up our businesses? We go to the bank and apply for a loan or we, we come up with money, borrow it, mm -hmm. and then we have to pay it back. But what if we can create that ourselves? I like it. I like it. Now, uh, you know, th this is like I thought, you know, You've, you know, I'm sure you've probably known just without even knowing uh, some Amazon sellers, but, but that's never been really a focus of yours. But when I found out what you did, I was like, you know, there's a lot of things here that I think apply to, to the typical person who's trying to become an entrepreneur, you know, on Amazon. I know, you know, you, you were intrigued when I first told you about what I mean, you didn't realize like what people do that. Like, that's so crazy. Like, you know, we, we don't, we don't, we take that for granted. You know, we think we're buying from Amazon. It's, it's their products, but you know, most of it's like products from just normal people like you or I. So it's a way to make money. And then it's not the end of the story though. I mean, just the number that you guys see when you're selling on Amazon, there's so much more to it, no matter what you're, whether you're an MMA star or whether you're uh, you know, a sole proprietor lawyer or whatever, these are the kind of things that, you know, to be honest, are not that fun to talk about and, and not that sexy, it's not the sexy <laughs> part of, <laughs> of being a business owner is like taxes and, and, and insurance and, and things like, you know, and things like that. We, we, we just want to think about, you know, driving Lamborghinis or whatever some people do, because that's what they think 
being a, your own boss is. And hey, you know what? It could result in a Lamborghini one day. That's up to you if you want to go that route. But there are so many other things that, that people need to be aware of. So that I think that's why this is super important what we've been talking about today. Now, anything else that people out there who are considering taking that plunge and, and being their own boss and, and and like cutting the cord with with corporate life, something that we haven't talked about today that that you think is important for them to know, like a, a, an obstacle that they might come up uh, with or, or like some kind of life hack or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, one thing, I mean, I have so many life hacks, you know that, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, one thing that I have experienced personally, and then I've also had, you know, several people experience is when you make that transition, you know, from your corporate job or whatever job you have, if you do have any kind of retirement account, um, pension, anything that this company was providing for you, there are so many options. If you decide to pull that money out and take the tax, take the penalty, all of the, that money, and most people have done this one time in their life and they're like, oh my gosh, it was like, they took like 40% of my money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and But there are other options. There's other things that you can do. And, and, and when you call and you fill out the paperwork and you do these things, it's so confusing because that's not your expertise have somebody help you who actually that's their expertise have somebody help you who knows what they're doing knows the terminology can get you the answers and even help you understand what your options are and um what to say how to ask the right questions okay now i mean no matter how important and how much i say this is important stuff i'm sure there's some people out there who are like oh my god this is like i don't even want to to think about this stuff this is kind of a this is a, a pain in the neck to have to deal with because I I just can't deal with this stuff kind of stuff. I just want to know about the Lamborghinis and stuff. And and guys, I, I'll just tell you again, this is important stuff. But let's do a quick uh, a quick shifting of gears. Now we have this part of the show here uh, on the podcast where we call the t- or the TST 30 second tip. So instead of giving us some tips about insurance and taxes and all these other things that people find quote unquote boring. Let, 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 why don't you give a couple, one or two of your uh, life hacks that you talked about that can be our 30 second tip that you're going to share with us? <laughs> well, you got to help me out, Bradley. Which life hack do you want to know? Because <laughs> Any, anything, like anything that's like not, that's kind of fun. You know, it could be a travel hack. Oh, no, that's right. Okay. I want two. I'm going to, I want two. T- for the first life hack, you tell me about your your living circumstances and how that actually works out because that just blew my mind when you told me when you told me about this. Okay, so there's a couple things here, a couple life hacks, and and this is something that I discovered and with some help from wealthy people who have done this before in the past, and um, I figured out that I could Airbnb. <laughs> And not have to pay utilities, not have to pay even, you know, all of the other little things that we have to think about. And I can minimalize a lot of the things that I don't need. No furniture. I, I travel very lightly. <laughs> and the other thing is negotiating with the Airbnb host. You could say, hey, I'm going to be staying here for two to three months. Is there any way that we could drop the price to this? And many times they will. And if that one doesn't, go shop around. And it really depends on the area you're in, too. Yeah. You know, I was looking in California and I was like, woo, you know, California is definitely a, you know, you got to have some 
some money saved up there, but then also negotiating. And right now, the time it is in the world, it's it's easier to negotiate uh, for just about anything. Yeah. And, and that just is crazy to me. I was like, wait, they, I mean, because, you know, some of these, they, their mortgages is not what you guys think it is out there and they can afford to, to you know, they want their place occupied. And and to think that, you know, I, I know you're paying less, you know, like, I don't know, a thousand, twelve hundred, fifteen hundred bucks a month for your Airbnb where you've got your own house. It's fully furnished. You don't have to worry about internet bills or, or, or telephone bills or, or electricity or water or all that stuff is, is kind of built in and you don't have to have any furniture and, and, and you're not tied down. Like, Hey, you, you're sometimes you guys are living in a place for two, three weeks. And then you decide that you've got some ridiculous neighbors. You can't just up and leave and get out of your lease, but uh, on an Airbnb, you know, that's a little bit more possible. So, so that, that's a great life hack, but what, what else? Well, give us a second of the day, something. So here's a, okay. So I'm going to give you two more. So the okay. other way that you can do this too, and I know a family who did this for an entire year traveling around, but there's a, a website you can go on and you can register. I think it's like 125 bucks a, a year to have access to this, but you can go and house it and watch people's pets for free. <laughs> like you don't have to pay to live there for a month or so, but you can travel the world and do this. And I mean, that's a life hack right there. Cause all you have to do is pay for the the travel. That's it. So if you want to go there you to go. And then, countries <laughs> and be selling on Amazon in the meantime, which you can do from anywhere in the world okay. and be explore the world without even having to pay room, uh, like your, your, your room there. That's, mm -hmm. that's a great one. All right. You have one more for us. One more, one more. So I enjoy going and spending days at spas and rooftop pools. And one of the things that I do is I use this website. I'll have to give you the exact website. It's like resortpass.com or something like that. And you can go in any city and you can purchase a day pass to either spend a day in like a, a luxury spa or a, a rooftop pool, which I do here in Atlanta often. It's only like $30 for a day pass to go and, and chill at the pool. And my kids are young enough, they're free. So, so that's a fun life hack. And you have access, usually you wanna read and, and make sure you have access or maybe even call the resort. Um, but you can have your internet. So I'll go to the rooftop pool and work and hang out. And it's also a tax write-off because you're working. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, Amanda, if people want to you know, reach out to you to find more of these cool life hacks or just to find out more about those, those quote unquote, more boring things, but are a lot more important than sitting by the pool. But, but I know people are gonna be like, Whoa, that's how cool is that? You know, but, but guys, the, the part that's cool is the stuff that you need to prepare for your, the rest of your life with your insurance and, and your investments and things like that. But regardless of what people want to reach uh, out to you for, maybe they want some Zumba advice, <laughs> but um, how can people uh, find you on the interwebs? Yeah. Well, before I get my, my website, uh, you know, one of the things that I would say, anybody who's listening to this, this could be a life changing conversation just from listening to this. If you take the action and do something, um, you can find me on the web, strongladyboss.com. That's all I love that URL for, you know, my Instagram and, and anywhere else you want to find me, um, strong lady boss. That's, <laughs> that was kind of given to me by my my friends and acquaintances. So I didn't make it up myself. I promise. <laughs> All right. Stronglady boss.com. All right. Well, Amanda, thank you so much. And, 
And when things settle down for us, we'll have to like, for old times sakes, get together and do a, a Zumba fitness uh, masterclass together somewhere. I think we should. That that should be in the plans. We need to do an old school, all the old songs and bring everybody together and be epic. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll, you know, be great to touch base with you next year. Maybe by then, who knows? Maybe you'll be an Amazon seller yourself. Maybe. <laughs> All right. We'll see you later. Thank you.